welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And I thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. We bring you choices and knowledge of those choices. To help make your dreams come true, Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. We are streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. Oh, don't forget about Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m., and uh, then, of course, we have the podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. And we're also on YouTube where you can watch these conversations. I hope that you will subscribe and click notification so that when I do post a new conversation, you will know about it and you'll be able to tune in. And I hope that you'll do that. We ask that if you can support the work we're doing financially, we would be so gratefully appreciative. The uh, email address you want to put into PayPal, which is there for your security as well as ours, is richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And uh, whatever amount, we'll take energetic support as well. And we also ask that during this, the decade of perfect vision, you take time. Take some time, pause. I, I tell you, since uh, the station that I happen to work for has moved its location uh, to west of where it was originally, uh, I have actually been doing just that. Every minute that I can get out of the control room and go out onto the streets and walk and get out into nature as much as possible, uh, I do it. Uh, if I can get down to the ocean, even better. And just spend time quietly peacefully calmly going within and listening to that still small voice our program today is going to focus on a concept that you may have heard i think it was in a fairy tale i wish i could remember which one our guest may remember uh having to do with turning other elements into gold they call that process alchemy and she is a modern-day alchemist, Adora Winquist. Thank you so much for being with us here on the program. It's such a joy, Richard, to return and commune with you today for this vision and to dream a new earth together. Absolutely. What a delight. Absolutely. I, I, I can't uh, thank you enough for being a part of what we are doing here uh, with Tell Me Your Story in in the area of uh, trying to make this a better place. And of course, uh, when I when I use that phrase, I do have to uh, then uh, ponder the question, better place. And when and the question might be asked for who? Well, for everybody. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's entirely possible. But then the next question comes up, Adora. What do we mean by better? Because we have over 8 billion people on the planet, and which means there are conceivably 8 billion different definitions of what that word means. What does it mean mm -hmm. to you? This is a great question to start with because we have so many different vantage points of our reality, of our co-creation, of our visions that we are dreaming into existence. And I think the word better is such a tangible place to start because we are all seeking, searching for better in some way. So better can be everything for, gee, I, I want better health and vitality. I want to feel harmony in my body. I want a better experience of emotional 
resilience, emotional balance, where those peaks and valleys that I'm currently experiencing from an emotional perspective um, reach a better place of balance and tranquility. Mm. I think better can be everything from a better financial a snapshot, a better array uh, <laughs> expression of our abundance, right? In uh, resources and support. There are so many different ways that we seek betterment. And I think too, um, simple, right? Communication. I want to be able to communicate better. I want a better experience of love to give, to receive, to embody, and also a better way of healing the places within me where I've been hurt by love in the past. Mm. I want to find a better more aligned way to express myself, my authenticity, my truth, with both grace and also strength. I want a better way to have those in my life that mean so much to me, whether it's friends or family or colleagues. I want a better way to demonstrate that to them so they can really feel that expression in a palpable way. And we could go on and riff on this for, gosh, easily an hour, right? Of all of the <laughs> ways that we want better in our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, I know too that uh, there would be those who would then also ask the question, uh, you want to make this world a better place. Well, what's wrong with this world? And I would answer that question by saying nothing. There's nothing wrong with this world as it is right now. It's a gore, as I said at the front end of the program about getting out and walking and enjoying nature and 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 yeah, hearing the cars traveling by because we're on a main thoroughfare now and all those kinds of things. But I'm not that far away from the beach and I can get down there and enjoy that. And this is a, a marvelous, miraculous, incredible place. But as as you've often heard many times, there's always room for improvement. And I'm not speaking of improving nature. Don't get me wrong. Nature is just fine the way she is. Thank you very much. But it's, oh, more, so it's more along the lines of understanding that the way that we're living, the way that we're working, the way that we're playing. Matter of fact, you know, I've heard some a lot of complaints from those people who want things to go back to the way they were say three and a half years ago, four years ago, they want things to go back there or another group of people. Uh, and when I worked with them back in the eighties, this was at a, a Christian radio station. They wanted to go back to the way things were in the fifties. Mm. And I'm sitting here thinking, number one, you can't go back. It is not possible to go back as REM said in their song. It's the end of the world as we know it. Well, every moment, the mm -hmm. world that we just left, it's gone. It's mm -hmm. over. Um, so we need to start looking forward and not looking back. I know that, again, not to get political. There is no reason to make this country 
greater than it already is. And if there are problems, I like to refer to them as challenges, Adora. Um, on the one hand, if there are these challenges, we did it to ourselves, whatever it is, okay? We are not victims, is, is really my point. Yes. And it's up to us as to whether or not we accept the greatness that we already have and then improve upon that again there's always room for improvement you utilize many different modalities if i'm not mistaken to help people to make those kinds of improvements and i'll even ch change the word uh transformations of their yes. lives talk to us about how that began for you what was the uh, i like to use the term catalytic moment Mm -hmm. Well, we can even start with the word better in that regard. Okay. Because when I reflect back uh, to my life and to my childhood, one of the things that I teach in modern alchemy is that we all have a early childhood treasure map. And it is a treasure map because even the places that we've experienced pain or trauma or adversity hold a clue of what we've come into this life to be able to find better with, right? To heal, to transform, to awaken, mm -hmm. right? To sculpt. And, and I think this is such a, a wonderful way to reframe it because even from my perspective, looking at the challenges in my early uh, family constellation, the dynamics with my parents, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in nature. I was outdoors as much as possible with the trees, with the flowers, with the stones, with the little creatures and the streams because it's where I felt the most sense of comfort of solace right that that pulled me from the chaotic um often you know talking about emotional peaks and valleys that was a very common uh, aspect of my early childhood and so when I started to spend time as a child in nature, that really set the stage for what I would do then later. And of course, we know that our journey isn't linear. And I, I really like the idea, um, especially I, I talk about this a lot with students, that your journey is really a quest, right? And you are the person that has the map, right? You have the map of your early childhood. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you are the individual on the quest and you are searching for the treasure, but the treasure is actually within you, right? Mm. So you are the seeker, you hold the map, you're also the excavator, if you will, and you're the treasure too. So for me, um, a lot of the challenges that I faced when I was younger came to a bit of a head when I became a teenager and was um, extremely depressed, anxious, angry. I was sick very often. Um, and, you know, I was really at 16, 17 years old, ready to check out of this quest or this journey of life. Mm -hmm. um, and luckily, I had wonderful support. I can remember going to 
the parent of uh, my best friend at that time. And I had a, a bottle of medication and put it on the table and I said, I'm done. And, you know, I think that's a lot for um, someone at 16 to be able to experience and say. And, you know, that brought me to uh, a deep journey of healing, of transformation, of spiritual awakening, right? And so when I was 18 and actually living in California for the first time from upstate New York, I had my first experience uh, with a local shaman. And that opened something within me where I found a sense of purpose that had just been um, kind of like at the, the tip of my consciousness, but I couldn't quite pull it together. Mm-hmm. And, and then nature came rushing back with the medicine of the plants. And I started studying uh, herbalism and different aspects of vibrational healing and, and medicine. And so, you know, starting my work at a relatively young age, um, has given me a beautiful opportunity to see the potency, the prowess that nature brings, that Mother Earth brings through the remedies of the plants and the crystals um, and the practices of communing with these great and vast spiritual forces of benevolence that surround us always. And yet, because we have free will here, we have to ask for their help. And so I started cultivating this practice, um, you know, as a a teenager at 18 of asking for that help and guidance. Um, Because when you, you come from a perspective of feeling lost, you're looking for better, right? You're looking for relief. And I think this is so germane right now um, for us collectively. And You know, when we start to look at rates of uh, mental health challenges, right, we are globally standing on the pinnacle of mood-based discontent, right, of mental health challenges where we see um, things like addiction and suicide at the highest numbers, I think, since we've ever seen, Um, and particularly from our youth. And so I think there is this tremendous calling back to the earth to connect with the gifts, the alchemies that are at our fingertips to be able to find a sense of relief, of betterment, of awakening, um, of a renewed sense of hope. And I think Mother Earth is calling us not only back to her, but back into ourselves and back into communion with each other as well. And, you know, the beautiful thing about community and sacred community is that when we come together and we have a a shared intention, well, we heal together, we grow together and we rise together. And, you know, I think the great aspects of adversity that I've experienced in my own story have given me such an incredible, expansive vantage point of all of the ways that we suffer in our humanity. And also that there is a way out, right? And the only way out is through. And that through place comes from the journey within. 
when we start uh, defining terms, uh, alche alchemy or the alchemical process, um, when we put it in the context of the human or the spiritual, because of the obviously that wonderful uh, definition of uh, 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 where uh, a spiritual being having a human experience, we're talking about a transformational process. And I believe uh, that that's what Jesus was talking about when he mentioned to his apostles uh, about how in awe of him they were and the things that he was doing. And he says, this, oh, please, you guys are going to do great. You want to do this stuff, fine, but you're going to do greater works than this. And that's what I believe uh, we're doing is we're going to transform. That's the biggest, that's the greater works, transforming one's life. Yes. And, and that is precisely um, the philosophy and practice of modern alchemy, right? Mm -hmm. So you touched upon it, and, and I don't remember the fairy tale, um, but <laughs> traditional alchemy is absolutely as you described. It is transmuting base metals like lead into gold. And really, if we think about this as an analogy for us, well, we start to see a message of true alchemy, right? Which is taking the places within us that feel and, and look, right? Have the appearance mm -hmm. and weight of lead, right? Those are the places of pain, of suffering that we've experienced from our soul to ourselves. And this piece is really so important because so many of us, um, Richard, think, well, in my life, I haven't necessarily experienced too much trauma or, you know, I had a really great childhood, but why do I still have these patterns that keep showing up again and again and again? And I'm scratching my head going, this isn't what I want to experience in my life yeah. through love or finances or career, right? Relationship, family. And so we start to look at a couple of different aspects, right? And if you take the soul first, and I believe that, um, that your soul work is really your soul work, right? It's why you've come here, because the earth is a evolutionary schoolhouse, right? And when we even think about the term better and, and someone could say, well, you know, what, what needs to be better? Well, our human design, our divine design is one of evolution. And as long as we are in physical form, we can continue to evolve and open and experience and embody more of our divinity in physical form right and it, that's actually a term called anthropos where you are um, embodying both the fullness of your humanity and the fullness of your divinity just like jesus demonstrated so well or even mary magdalene his twin flame and so when we come back and start to look at the soul well, we say your, your soul has had many journeys through time. 
And so those journeys, those different lifetimes, if you will, and if you're not a proponent for uh, reincarnation, well, you could also look at it from the perspective of quantum physics, where you are simultaneously existing in multiple realities and therefore having different gradations of experience. So mm -hmm. either way, your soul is having different experiences, right, through time time and space or time <laughs> and stretching space. Right. And so from this perspective, there are experiences that you've had that perhaps you have not completed fully, or perhaps at the time um, in the moment or at the time of death, uh, you had um, come to a misconception or a misunderstanding. And so these aspects at the soul level really contribute to our belief system, right? And our belief system, um, of course, indicates, informs us of our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our character, our actions in life. So if we just have the soul right here and we'll think of it spherically, right? We have the, the soul and, and those ideas that I just stated. Well, from your soul to your cells, well, let's talk about that for a moment mm -hmm. because your cellular consciousness, those trillions of cells that are within your body um, also can contain an imprint, not only of your physical vitality, vibrancy and health, but through your own sacred geometry of your DNA, right? Your double helix spiral, they contain information, intelligence and energy consciousness from your parentage, but not just your parentage, because it's also contained through your ancestral lineage. So when we start to think about ourselves, it is so much more than our health and vitality and our wellness, right? It is the energy that comes through our bloodlines, our mother bloodline and our father bloodline. So we start to say, well, gee, maybe I didn't have this particular experience in my life, but um, a generation or two ago, my ancestor did. So th this is such a, a brilliant aspect of our um, our own divine design and our own mapping system mm -hmm. that even um, any unresolved aspects of energy, consciousness, vitality that have been carried through our bloodlines are also present here in this moment mm. in your physicality. And it is... Of course, as we know, only through the alchemy of this present moment that a doorway opens to the past and to the future, where we can transform, we can transmute patterns that have been carried through our lineage that we know no longer serve us. So we can garner the wisdom and then sculpt, create a new future of health of harmony, of meaningful purpose, of great presence, and a deeper recognition of our divine gifts and attributes. We are talking with uh, Adora Winquist, and uh, we're talking about uh, the work she does through the alchemy uh, uh, in her life. 
And uh, she has a website. It's called thesoulinstitute.co. That's thesoulinstitute.co. And I did want to touch upon something, and I'm hoping I have the correct information here. Uh, you have the Soul Institute California events coming up. Am I correct? Starting in mm. April? Those were last year's events. Last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I want to, I still want to touch upon some of these because this has opened up for some folks who participated in these events. Uh, and again, these events are maybe not happening this year per se, but there are things that you have been involved with. Love frequency workshop that you held right here in Santa Barbara, uh, mm-hmm. essential oils for um, immunity as yes. well as sacred relationships. And uh, you also talked about manifest your soulmate. That was one of the other uh, retreats that you held. Uh, and you also uh, have uh, some books that uh, that you have out there as well uh, that um, people can pick up a copy by going to your website. Again, once again, it is the soulinstitute.co. Talk to us about the Institute. What is that all about? Mm. Uh, what What's the the general, shall we say, curriculum, as it were. Yes. So what I like to say in the easiest terms about this whole institute is that we offer um, ancient alchemical wisdom and healing traditions, but with a modern day twist. Mm. And from this perspective, our products are innovative, whether it's an aromatherapy product to enhance emotional resilience or spiritual awakening or whether it's a program in person. And I'll share, we've got some wonderful programs for this year, uh, which I'm excited to share about, Richard. Um, Or, of course, our books, and then one-on-one sessions with me um, on Akashic Record Alchemy or personal development. Um, And what I have come up with for the Institute is this big and beautiful vision which is to uplift over 25 million individuals to find, live, and thrive in their sacred purpose. Mm -hmm. Because that is why we're here, right? That sacred soul purpose. And so I've created this system of the five pillars of modern alchemy. Now, the beautiful thing about the Institute is that um, modern alchemy, our philosophy and practice, unites science and spirituality. And we find that many of the mystery schools over the past few hundred years have had a um, fragments of ancient wisdom and divine knowledge. And those fragments have been helpful to get us to a certain point in terms of our personal and planetary evolution, but nowhere near what is possible for us to attain and experience even in the course of one life. And so uh, for the Soul Institute, modern alchemy really weaves together these five pillars that then offer not fragments of information and intelligence and consciousness, but fractals. And those fractals help to reawaken certain latent codes and innate wisdom and intelligence that is held within you from your soul to yourselves. And in that way, you're able to call back any of the fragments of your soul's light, right? Quintessence Mm -hmm. that you've 
lost or misplaced a long time, but to return them to a place of wholeness and then return them to this present moment, this incarnation of you, this soul blueprint. And, and this is really powerful because the, the five pillars, um, and I'll just go through those five pillars. I know that you mm -hmm. can see some of them here behind me. Yes. Um, but the five pillars are then intertwined into um, interventions that help to awaken, heal, and harmonize heart, mind, body, and soul in ways that are simple, accessible, and yet still profound. And this is really important because we don't have to go into a cave for years to meditate and go through initiations. At this juncture of time and space and our current and more accelerated evolution, we're able to call to ourselves practices and tools that we can use in a moment by moment basis, which create stepping stones, right? And those stepping stones are creating a bridge to allow the highest expression of who you are to surface with ease, naturally. Mm -hmm. So the five pillars um, are essential oils. And we use essential oils in particular because of the powerful connection between olfaction and the brain, specifically the limbic system and the amygdala that regulates so much of our physiology, that specifically mood, memory, and emotion. Now, the essential oils are both biochemical and alchemical in nature, just like we are. So when we're using the oils via inhalation, we're able to open the field, we're able to connect in with the brain to anchor our sacred intentions, our sacred practices. We're also able to open a new memory cell. So when I'm guiding a, a group meditation, we have some wonderful free monthly meditations that people can join from anywhere in the world. We always start with an essential oil to open the pathway. And then we close with that same essential oil via inhalation. Because what you do is start and then close a new memory cell. And the beautiful part of this process is because the limbic system is lock and key. When you want to access that energy or intelligence, you simply smell the same oil. Mm -hmm. And you probably have a, a memory of this, Richard, maybe um, a familiar smell, maybe from your childhood or maybe holidays like pumpkin pie or in the spring, a fresh cut grass. For me, do, do you have one? I actually do, and it's not actually something from nature. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was sharing this uh, on another program that I was doing with another guest. And it is my father, uh, who just recently passed away. As a matter of fact, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary, March 1st, of his passing. He worked for uh, a company called Rocky Mountain Print... Uh, uh, Rocky Mountain... Note, a print company they printed checks and he would set the type and this was years ago i mean this was back in the seven, 60s and 70s uh he would set the type in the machine and then they would print the check they would even use magnetic ink for the numbers across the bottom of the check 
so that the machines could read it, you know, and so on and so forth. And he used to wear this green windbreaker during the uh, the cooler times when there were cooler times in Phoenix, Arizona. And he would come home and you could smell the ink on his on his jacket. It was that um, it was that ink that was on his windbreaker that uh, came to mind. I mean, it was a very familiar, a very comforting uh, aroma, if you will. Um, and, uh, so that was, that was the first one. But when you mentioned cut grass as well, my father kept an immaculate lawn, both front and backyard, taught my brother and I how to cut the lawn with, uh, an electric lawnmower, which I cut through a number of extension cords over the oh, years, but that was a wonderful fragrance in the air, the cut Bermuda grass and so mm. forth. So yes, absolutely. Those those fragrances, those aromas, if you will, um, they come flooding back and again, have wonderful, wonderful memories. Yes, yes. And so this is a, a beautiful example of how we can retrain ourselves. For me, my grandmother had um, a lotion, maybe it was a soap in her bathroom that smelled like a, a combination of lavender and roses. And to this day, whenever I smell that uh, combination, I am right back in the living room. And I can look through to the kitchen. I can see the old fashioned box of uh, cornflakes. I can smell the furniture polish that she used. Um, it's remarkable. And, and yet there is so much more because I felt such a sense of safety and love there. Uh, I feel that again, right? I feel comforted. I feel at peace, right? I feel safe. And what else happens? My physiology responds. So in those moments, if I had felt any stress um, or maybe my blood pressure was a little bit high, that would also balance in that process. And so this is why the essential oil alchemy is one of the five master keys of the quest of the modern alchemist. And so using this, we can not only help to restore our nervous system, oftentimes instantaneously, but we can retrain ourselves to shift the trajectory of our emotional response to those trigger points that we know we have. Furthermore, we can reshape the neural pathways for a healthier, more harmonious expectation of what life can be. And this is really important because those of us who have experienced any degree of trauma, challenge, adversity, right, which is all of us, mm -hmm. um, oftentimes what happens is that pain that is unresolved gets compounded and compacted, um, like depression or anxiety, mm -hmm. but also disappointment. And this is a really important aspect that's not often talked about because it's a little bit more insidious. It's that a sense of waiting for the other shoe to drop, or this is so amazing, but it's not gonna last, right? All of those ways that that kind of experience and uh, expectation is held through our subconscious. 
And so this is a wonderful way that the oils can help us at the subconscious as well as the cellular consciousness level too. So that is the first of the five pillars. So you know, it, it's, it's, and, and we'll have you go through the other four as well. Um, one of the things that is so fascinating to me about this, and when we're talking about these, I'll, I'll call them, uh, at least for the time being, trigger aromas, uh, is that it will bring flooding back memories many times. I'm going to say not all the time, but many times. And for me, I can only speak for myself of such wonderful times that it almost breaks my heart when I think about the fact that today's generation of children will never experience what I did in terms of the level of, of, uh, of freedom, abundant freedom I had where I lived. Um, we had very few fences around the front yards. We had the run of the neighborhood we weren't a gang, but it was a bunch of us kids that the neighbors all knew. And we were out there until after sunset, not long after that, but, you know. And we just had the best time. Um, we would be, my brother and I would make tents out of uh, these Indian blankets to my mother's consternation, I might add. Uh, that we would sleep outside in our backyard on the grass that my father meticulously took care of and so mm -hmm. forth. Um, interestingly enough, listening to Los Angeles Dodgers baseball uh, with obviously the ultimate play-by-play uh, -play man, Vin Scully. And mm -hmm. again, all of these memories come flooding back and it's like, man, I would love to, I'd love to revisit that. I can't go back. I can't recreate that. It was what it was, but it warms the heart. Why, why are those memories so important here for us, for me, for example, in this present day? What does that, what does that experience from what you have studied and been involved in for a long, long time, what does that do for our soul, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. in in terms of the the alchemical process or transformational process that we go through um even using the word evolution to mm. to describe that i love this question because we tend to focus on areas of our past that hold pain discomfort and challenge mm -hmm. And yet the moments of our past, like you've just so beautifully described where you felt that sense of delight, of freedom, of joy, are even, I don't want to say more important, but we'll call them equally important because ultimately time is malleable. Mm -hmm. So... It may feel like you experience those memories, those feelings, that sense of freedom a very long time ago, but you can shift the focus of your mind, your energy and your body to where those wonderful experiences are right here and right now. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And it becomes a way from an alchemical perspective that um, they become those memories become alchemical tools for your experience of better, for your experience of relief, for your experience of freedom right here and right now. So what I would suggest from that modern alchemist perspective, right? And so, you know, it's a it's a great, I get this question a lot. Well, how do I know if I'm a modern alchemist? Well, are you interested in aromas, crystals, sacred geometry, sacred symbols? Are you drawn to that which is beyond what meets the eye? Mm. Do you know there is so much more to this life that is possible for you, even if you don't know exactly what it is right now. So as a modern alchemist, you can take a pure essential oil and stay with the oil theme. And you can um, put a little bit on the palm of your hand and you can close your eyes and go back to that memory. Go back to that feeling and you can recreate it with as much clarity as possible, right? Like you were listening to the the Dodger game and the announcer and, you know, maybe the grass felt a certain way under your body. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a certain aroma of whatever the flower was at that time blooming or the crispness of the air. And every part of the world, every part of the planet smells a little bit different. Um, so there are all of these kind of alchemical markers that you can recreate as you go back into this memory. Is it really back? And as you're doing that with your oil, you're envisioning all of that anchored right here and right now at the biochemical level of your brain, at the the alchemical level of your emotional body, your mental body, your spiritual body, right? Mm. Um, at the the physical, visceral level of your being and your cellular expressions, because it's really your cells that are holding this memory. It's not just the mind. These memories are held within your cellular consciousness. And this is another way that the oils are so miraculous, if you will, that because they can both and, and some more than others pass through the blood brain barrier and also the cell wall, you're able to really tap into the wonderful experience, energy, vibration, feeling of those memories and bring them right here into this present moment. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about having a power, a superpower at your fingertips. Hmm. It can also, if, I, if I'm understanding you correctly, it can transform uh, our perspective, I think, of the present day challenges. Yes. In, in one sense, it sort of puts them a little bit better in perspective. I would say that, yes, it shifts our perspective because any time that we are feeling good, right, when we're feeling a better sense in our mood, our feeling response, that is lifting your perspective. That is lifting your vantage point of reality. That is lifting your vibration, your frequency. And so when you can do that, when you can shift your perspective, well, then you can shift and expand 
your perception. And remember that your perception is really nine tenths of your reality experience. Hmm. We're talking with uh, Adora Winquist and uh, her website. I want to give that out again here on the program uh, that you can uh, find out more about her, the work that she is doing, the books that she has, the soul Institute.co, the soul Institute.co. Uh, just out of curiosity, usually CO uh, makes reference to another country, but is that just a just a shortened uh, extension uh, for the website? It doesn't have any real relevance in that regard? It does not have any relevance. In fact, uh, over the next few months, we will be shifting to um, the soulinstitute.org. Not yet, but um, to really articulate um, our a nonprofit arm that we'll be bringing online, which is Opus Gaia. And I can say more about that perhaps at another time when it's a little bit more crystallized. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the soulinstitute.co. And, and you know, um, Richard, we have some wonderful programs this year uh, for your listeners. I'm going to be teaching a three-day retreat at the Art of Living Retreat Center which is beautiful um, in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Boone, North Carolina. I'm also going to be at the Kripalu Yoga and Wellness Center, which is in the Berkshires in Lenox, Massachusetts in August, and at the Omega Institute, which is in Rhinebeck, New York, also at the end of August. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to be teaching on my new book that's coming out, which is The Love Frequency a modern alchemist guide to thriving in sacred purpose. We also have our yearly trip to France too. That's a whole other universe of the divine feminine and Mary Magdalene. Mm. Well, there's a subject that uh, we we could get into as well. It's one that uh, I find fascinating. Uh, You know, when I think about, uh, and of course, as I said earlier, both being born and raised in the Catholic faith, but also working for 15 years for a Christian radio station, I often found it very perplexing that Mary Magdalene was not the first, if you will, uh, the first Pope, because she was the first human being, let alone female, who recognized who the Christ was following uh, his, uh, his resurrection. And the other guys, they were stumbling around in sadness and tears, uh, looking for a place to drown their sorrows, came across him and said, can you tell us where the nearest pub is so that we can drown our sorrows? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh, it's really very interesting how uh, the things have shifted. And uh, one of the things that I have found also fascinating is that the whole process of this um, uh, um, struggle, if you will, between the masculine and the feminine, not male and female, but masculine and feminine energies. It's, and this is something that I've, I've made a point to clarify each time I mention it is this is not about the feminine taking control over the masculine, the matriarchal coming in control over the patriarchy since it's had, it's, it's, it's had its day kind of thing. No, it's about bringing it all into balance, right? Yes, it's it's so true. Um, you know, it's palpable that the divine feminine is rising on the planet, regardless of our form, right? Because we all, whether we're in 
a female body or a male body, we all have inner aspects of our feminine and masculine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the true sacred marriage is bringing those inner places of masculine and feminine back to a state of unity and back to a state of oneness, right? And, and that really um, isn't just a conversation around divine feminine or even divine masculine. Um, it is very much a, a foundational premise of modern alchemy, which is the hero and heroine's journey to know thyself, mm -hmm. right? To transmute those places of pain, of separation, of distortion that are within us to return to a sense of unity within, because it is then that we can really become the embodiment of our sacred purpose. It is then that we can become that change that we wish to see in the world around us with a beautiful ripple effect, right? From that yeah. place of unified consciousness, from that place of the compassionate and awakened heart, from that place of the illumined mind, and from the place of the sovereign embodied soul. So I think we could probably do a whole uh, segment on Mary Magdalene. Oh, Maybe yeah. your listeners will want well, to have that experience sometime. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's have you back to do just that, okay? I would love that. I would love let's, that. Let's plan on that. We'll set this up, set it up following the uh, uh, following this uh, this particular conversation. We'll set that up and have you back to 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 dive into that whole uh, whole area. Uh, I know that there are a number of people. Uh, who have uh, written about uh, uh, Mary Magdalene and uh, in in terms of her support and and that respect and um, uh, quite honestly it just it it does kind of irk me. I mean I was born and raised uh, in a family of eight. I had four sisters and one brother, and uh, my sisters have accomplished unbelievable stuff, especially considering the fact that they have been married to the same person, the same man. Unlike my brother and I, uh, I'm going through number two, uh, not divorce, but I'm in the my second marriage, and he's uh, he's finished up his third, uh, so, uh, or I, I stand corrected, he's finished up his second. Mm. Uh, but needless to say, uh, you know we all have our own paths. No judgment. It's just it is the way things have worked out. I want to thank you so much, Adora Winquist, for uh, joining us here on the program, sharing with us uh, your alchem alchemical journey, shall we say. We're going to have you back to talk about Mary Magdalene and, and what, you have, uh, uh, what you have to share with us in that regard. But before I let you go, I do have three final questions I ask all of my guests. And I did ask you questions at the end of our last interview, uh, but the questions have changed. But before, Ooh, good. I, but before I ask you those questions, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And um, uh, we are here, uh, as I've mentioned before, uh, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Sundays, 1 a.m. Mondays, uh, and then Wednesdays at 9 a.m., and then Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. with our uh, program. We have nine programs that you will be able to listen to different guests each time. 
Uh, we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. We podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We're on YouTube where you can watch these conversations. I hope that you will. I uh, hope you'll subscribe as well as uh, select notification. So when I post a new conversation, you'll be notified and you'll be able to listen. We also ask that if you can support the work we're doing financially, we would be ever so grateful for any support that you can give us. We have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. And uh, we ask that uh, you um, uh, you join us uh, uh, on those uh, platforms and stay with us here for uh, uh, for other opportunities to be a part of the work that we're doing here, bringing new paradigms for a new world and also take time during this decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, to go within and listen to that still small voice. And with all of that being said, uh, first of those three questions is, who is Adora Winquist? Mm. Adora Winquist is an embodiment of the frequency of love. What gets you out of bed in the morning or gets you up each day? Mm. I am filled with an incredible passion, drive, and perseverance to bring this beautiful wisdom, this ancient knowledge to 25 million or more individuals on the face of this planet so that we can all experience that sense of betterment, of upliftment. And I am on fire daily with mm. that drive. And finally, what was your best day? Mm. Well, today, of course. <laughs> and it's not even over yet. I know. How wonderful is that? You know, it's when we say to divine consciousness, infinite spirit, God, how can it get any better than this? Because that creates an open invitation for demonstrations to surprise and delight you in so many ways. Well, Adora, once again, thank you so much. We do look forward to having you back again to talk about uh, Mary Magdalene. And uh, again, thank you for being a part of Tell Me Your Story. My pleasure, my pleasure. And I think next time when I come back, your guests might be curious what those other four pillars of modern alchemy are. So we can share that with them too. A little teaser for our next broadcast. Thank you again. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, video cast, love to lol, Jeanette, I am still listening. Dad, continue to be happy because I am. To my friend Smokey, I'll see you on the other side. And to my dear friend Zorro, aho, aho. <laughs> <laughs>